Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together ChatGPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization, or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. So Amazon, of course, is a name that is synonymous with innovation and convenience, and they have been working to kind of revolutionize the way that we make payments and interact with point of sale systems. So their latest kind of step in this direction is Amazon One, which essentially employs a blend of technologies like generative AI, optical engineering, and machine learning. So while Amazon's internal team kind of calls this experience, uh, you know, they say it's like magic, um, I think it's essential to kind of examine the technology's benefits and also some of the potential drawbacks in, uh, you know, in what's going on in the space right now. So at its core, Amazon One is a device designed to make your shopping experience fast, convenient, and contactless. So you no longer have to, you know, fumble with your wallet or your phone just to wave um, essentially, they want you to just wave your hand over an Amazon One scanner and go your way. It'll automatically bill you. So the system is rolled out to over 500 Whole Foods market locations, right? They want to do this in, you know, in-person locations. So they're using Whole Foods, which Amazon owns to do kind of the testing for this. And also some various third-party venues such as sports stadiums, travel retailers, and a couple others. Each Amazon One device uses infrared light to scan the unique topography and vein patterns of your hand so and your palm specifically. So this information is then turned into a palm signature, which is linked to either your Amazon account or your credit card. Um, it sounds simple, but achieving this uh, was really a, a, a difficult task that Amazon undertook. Um, and essentially, Amazon faced a really big challenge while developing this technology. So the, the biggest thing here is that there is a scarcity of human palm data, right? There is no database where you can go and grab, um, you know, a bunch of human palm images. The solution, though, came in the form of generative AI. So a subset of traditional machine learning, uh, of course, is generative AI. And Amazon used generative AI to produce millions of synthetic palm images, replicating real-life conditions like varying light and also hand poses, right? So they're able to generate uh, like a ton of images where the hand was at different angles with different lighting um, and all of these different synthetic hands. And it turns out that those were um, similar enough and good enough that they were able to use that to train uh, what a hand looks like. And so this synthetic data allowed Amazon to train the AI models, increasing the system's accuracy significantly. According to Amazon, the system um, has already been used over 3 million times with an accuracy rate of 99.9999%. So pretty much perfect aside from some anomalies or some, I don't know, some crazy thing. Maybe someone's got like a big cut or scar or something on their hand, right? Um, really, really interesting. Now, uh, I think while the idea of kind of linking your biometric data to your financial information might raise eyebrows, Amazon insists that customer privacy is a top priority. So the system operates beyond the normal light spectrum and as a result cannot discern skin tone or gender that's part of that's kind of built into their system um so it's interesting right because you can imagine 
Uh, some people would have concerns about biases or other uh, ideas, I guess, around this, which, uh, yeah, interesting. In any case, Amazon One doesn't identify you as a person. It only matches a unique palm signature to a payment method. So um, that is also another interesting take, right? That it's not specifically like identifying you as like a person, but they just have it linked up to your your stuff. So that's interesting. Although that, you know, I mean, other people using some of the same technology might do something different, but at, at the moment that doesn't seem too invasive, I, I would say from my perspective. In any case, Amazon One's capabilities are not confined to payments alone. Technology is being adapted for other uses like loyalty card linkage, age verification, for example. Um, and it's also being tested with customers like Panera and Coors Field. Um, so I think despite Amazon's kind of emphasis on privacy and data security, there are still questions surrounding the ethics and potential misuse of biometric data. One thing I think that you kind of have to consider is, you know, what could happen if this data were compromised or misused in any way? So in the age of increasing data breaches, I think it's a concern that you can't ignore, which is like, do you really want, ah, it's so tricky, right? It's like, do you really want your biometric data to be stored somewhere where it could be leaked or um, someone else could get access to it? I think of this a lot when it comes to like fingerprints, handprints, irises, right? You have Sam Altman doing his uh, world coin or whatever, where it like scans your iris to um, kind of create a profile on you. And it's so tricky when you have your own biometric data in a giant database where if there's a hack and then they steal your like biometric data, to me that feels like so much more invasive than just figuring out what my password is or um, you know, what my credit card number is. You change your credit card, you can change your password, like your palm, your iris, like these are things that never change and having them in a, in a database uh, could be, could be kind of sketchy. Um, if there was a leak, right? Something about your iris is that will virtually never change. So you imagine something like a piece of biometric data, if that leaked from Sam Altman's uh, world coin, right? Let's say the database of irises leaks, so the Chinese government gets it and now they uh, have built a profile on you because they know everything you do on TikTok. But now they also know your biometric iris. They know your handprint. They know your fingerprint. Like, I don't know. To me, it's a little crazy. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's definitely some data concerns that you have to think about there. So especially when you think about like they have that info. So then they can go a lot further in perhaps um, creating different systems. You, you know, you kind of look at in China, they're doing their social credit system. So imagine you go into a store and it identifies, like it sees your iris and then has a profile on you, knows you have a, a worse social credit system, then it charges you more for things. Or I don't know, there's all sorts of crazy dystopian concepts. So just be aware, right? There, there are some things, there's some conversations we need to have around that. Um, I think while Amazon has trained the system to reject fake palms, like silicone replicas, the technology is still in its early stages. So although the tech giant has a accuracy rate, um, the long-term performance remains to be seen. And, you know, it says like they've trained the system to reject fake hands, like silicone replicas. But I wonder, like, it's such an interesting concept, like, right? Like, imagine if you were to go and, like, make a mold of someone's hand, and then you were to like put that on as like a glove on your own hand. I wonder if you could get around that and essentially like you make a, a mold of someone's hand and now all of a sudden you have like their their bank account. And no matter how many times they change your credit card, you always can access their bank account with like your palm reader. So definitely like that is something that is alarming to me. And I know they say like silicone replicas, but I don't know, like I feel like you could probably I've seen some pretty impressive uh 
some pretty impressive makeup artists. I'm sure you could make this thing look like your literal hand and, you know, make the texture right and the lighting right and the colors right. I don't know. Maybe take a picture of someone's hand. Maybe you could 3D print a fake hand using whatever material you want. You get a picture of someone's hand, then you 3D print it, stick it on yourself, and now you can go pay for something. Also, it's kind of, to me, like, that's kind of creepy, especially in a sense of, like, celebrities right you see them you know photo shoots every you see everyone's hands like all the time you see, you see people's hands in their photos they're they're waving at you anyone that waves at you if you could take a picture of that i'm sure this is going to be a data breach security issue where you take a picture of someone's photo off of social media waving and you figure out how to make a 3d replica you zoom in you enhance their hand you make a replica and then all of a sudden you walk into any store and you can just pay for anything from their bank account sounds like yeah there, there's some issues there that i think might have to be addressed so in any case, um, Amazon One indeed kind of presents as a really intriguing step forward in the field of contactless payments and biometric identification. While its AI-driven approach um, is impressive, I think it has solved some key challenges around data scarcity and accuracy. I, I mean, I think they were very creative in the sense that they created all the synthetic hands and, and trained it off of that. That was very clever. However, I think as with any technology involving personal data, I think it's really critical to trend cautiously um, as the technology kind of rolls out more widely. It's going to be interesting to watch how um, they navigate this intricate balance between convenience and privacy. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how people are hacking this or kind of getting past this in the, you know, in the case of, like I mentioned, creating a synthetic hand or something um, that you actually use on your own hand and uh, you know, could access someone's wallet or something else. Definitely a very interesting space to be following. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.